0: In this Sikhat, the Rebbe is going to be focusing on the words Kiseitzilamul Kham in the beginning of this week's parsha. Gonna look at what Rashi says on these words and compare it to a few Rashis in the previous parsha as well. On the words Ki Saitzilamul Rashi tells us immediately that we're dealing with an optional war. Rashi's proof is because further on it says, Vishavisa Shivyoy, you're going to be taken captives. Now in Eretz Yisrael that would not be possible if it was a war against the nations of Eretz Yisrael because the Pasek says already, we're not allowed to let any of them live. The Rebbe's question is, why do we need to prove from the words the word key itself, the main translation of the word key usually means if. There are other translations, but this is usually see as the, seen as the primary or the first uh, important translation is key as if. So why can't the proof just be ki seitze if you will go out to war? Why can't Rashi at least even use it as a secondary proof? This is the Rebbe's question. On the other hand, the Rebbe says, if we're not using ki as a proof that it's an optional war, why does Rashi quote the words ki Why does Rashi not just quote the word lamulchama and tell us what kind of war we're speaking about? The Rebbe says in the previous Parsha, in Parsha Shaeftam, we have the word ki three times in connection to war. Three sections in Parsha Shaeftam all start off. Halacha is about going to war. Each one of them start off with the word ki, and each time Rashi deals with it in a different way. The first time is a posok, It starts a very similar to our Parsha. Ki se la you'll go out to war and you'll see this huge, big army. Do not be afraid of them. Rashi doesn't tell us what kind of war we're speaking about. Rashi does not add, tell us whether it's an optional war, whether it's a mandatory war. The Rebbe asks in the Sikha, why can't we in that Pasek say, say that if you will go out to war, it's an optional war. In fact, the Sifri says it's an optional war. Rashi doesn't say a word over here, whether it's an optional war, optional war or not. We have another Pasek. Ki Sikra, Valyri, you'll get close to a city. In that case, the Pasek is referring to going out. And to, to war, and you have to offer peace first. That's what the passage is speaking about. Rashi says we're speaking about an optional war. And as it says explicitly further, Rashi tells us, Ta said, This is what you'll do to all of the faraway cities. Faraway cities means it's cities, not at Yisrael. So clearly, we're speaking about faraway cities. So this is an optional war. In this Pasuk says the Rebbe, it almost sounds like, because Rashi is quoting the words Ki Sikra so it sounds like in this case maybe Ki could be the reason what's causing Rashi to say that it's an optional war, but it's not enough of a reason. And therefore Rashi is bringing a further proof from the fact that it says that this is what you're going to do to all the faraway cities. So why in this case are we saying that Ki could be an an optional war, but it's still not enough of a reason? Why is that? And finally, the Rebbe says, we have another posse. Kisotser, Elir, you'll place a siege against the city, Yomim rabim for many days. And there the pasuk is speaking about you shouldn't be cutting off the fruit trees, etc., etc. In this case, on the words Kisotser itself, Rashi doesn't bring anything. Again, it sounds like the word Ki would not be helping us to define and tell us that it's an optional war. And the question is, why not? But on the next words, on the words Yomim rabim, Rashi tells us on the word rabim. That this is referring to placing a siege for three days. What are you doing during those three days? You are offering, you're asking for peace. Rashi tells us, we're speaking about an optional war. Now interesting, Rashi says it on the words, uh, by explaining that it's for many days, but Rashi doesn't even explain to us exactly what the proof is. So how do we understand that? Why Again, why isn't the key enough of a reason and, w- and what, what are we understanding from the fact that it's Yomim Rabin? So to explain all of this, the Rebbe says the following. When we look at the words ki, setze, or similar words in the beginning of a Parsha, the word ki, setze could be understood perhaps as if you will go out. But the word ki could also be referring to the next few words. Possibly ki, setze means you will go out, when you go out. The ki means the if is going on if you end up taking captives. So therefore, because not necessarily you're going to end up getting captives, so from the word kiseitze itself is no proof yet that it's speaking about an optional war. It doesn't mean if, if you're going to go out to war. It means if you'll get a captive. And therefore Rashi can't prove it from the words kiseitze. And therefore Rashi only proves it from the words vishavisa shivya. Because you're taking captives, this is how we know that it can't be a war in Eretz soil. Why is Rashi then quoting the words kiseitze? says the Rebbe, because once we know already that it's speaking about an optional war, that it couldn't be speaking about in Eretz Royal, the words Ki Se-Tze actually change their meaning now. How is that? If we would be speaking about a war in Eretz Royal, how would we understand the words Ki Se-Tze"? So Ki is either going to be if, referring to if you take a captive, or we would say Ki means when you go out to war. But now that we understand that we're speaking about an optional war, how do we understand ki-setse? ki means if you go out to war, not if you take a captive, if you go out to war. So the key is being translated much more literally. Furthermore, the word setse, if we're speaking about a war in Eretz Yisrael, what would setse mean? Setse, we're speaking about conquering Eretz Yisrael, so we're not going out to war. The word setse would more mean in our, in our mental state, in, our, in, our, uh, in, in, you know, in other words, conceptually we're going out to war, but it's not physically going out somewhere. Whereas if it's a war outside of Eretz oil, Kisaytzi would then mean very literally, to you're going out to war. So this is in regards to the Pasa Kisaytzi, so now let's apply the same logic in the other psukim as well. First of all, we have the Pasa Kisaytzi, when you go out to war, and you'll see this big, huge um, army, etc., how can we translate kiseiti over there? Kiseiti could mean if, not if you go out to war. It might mean if you see a big army that you get scared of. So therefore, we don't have any proof of whether it's an optional war or a mandatory war. It could be a mandatory war, but not necessarily in every mandatory war. A mandatory war, are you going to have this big, massive nation that you're going to be afraid of? So the word ki could still mean if, and it's referring to if you see this big this big army. And therefore Rashi doesn't tell us anything of whether it's optional or a, or, or a mandatory war. In the Ki Kisotzer, when it speaks about if you will place a siege, again, Rashi does not um, quote anything on the word Kisotzer itself, doesn't tell us that the word Ki would mean that it's an optional war. Why is that? Because it's very, very possible that the key are, again only means if you place a siege. Not necessarily in every single war that you go, even if it's a mandatory war, are you placing a siege? It could be a mandatory war and you're not placing a siege. However, in that particular case, once the Passock says it's Yomim Rabim, and once we understand that the many days is because we are offering peace, and we know we're ready from the Passocki Sikravelir that we are not, that when we offer peace, it's only going to be by or which by an optional war, as we'll discuss in a minute. So therefore, Rashi says, from that we can understand that this Pasek as well is speaking about an optional war. So let's now look at that Pasek about offering peace. The Pasek says, when you approach a city to fight it. In this case, there's nothing over here that we could say that the word key could be referring to other than getting close to the city itself and fighting so if we say the if, it must mean that it's an optional war. That's what key means usually. Nevertheless, it's not completely enough to say for Rashi, it's not completely enough to say that it's referring to an optional war. Because seemingly we do find clearly in the Torah that the concept of offering peace applies even in Eretz Yisrael. We find a Moshe Rabbeinu sent to Sichon Melech, one of the seven nations, to offer peace. Surely, Moshe Rabbeinu was not being over on the idea of Loisachayu Kol Nishama. So, seemingly, there is such a concept of offering peace even there. So, therefore, Rashi has to say that the pasuk says clearly that we're dealing with Arim Ruchokis, with faraway cities that are not in Eretz Yisrael. Are you going to ask how did Moshe Rabbeinu actually offer peace? The answer will be, Rashi actually quotes the words, When are you not allowed to offer peace when you're out there, getting close to the city to do war? Moshe Rabbeinu just wanted to cross the land of Sihoin. It was not an issue of war then, and therefore there's no problem of offering peace. The Rebbe then goes on and says that we see a fascinating union and halacha also in this Rashi. Rashi starts off by saying that we are speaking about an optional war, not the war of Eretz Yisrael. Why does Rashi say Eretz Yisrael? Why doesn't Rashi just say that we're dealing with an optional war and not a mandatory war? So the Rebbe proves from this that you can have a situation even in Eretz Yisrael that it would be an optional war and clearly Veshavisa Shivyoi wouldn't be able to apply. We still wouldn't be able to take captives. We would have still had to kill the Goyim. What kind of case could you have of an optional war in Eretz Yisrael? Seemingly you're dealing with the Shiva Umois. So the Rebbe bases this on a posuk in Parshim where the Torah tells us that Hashem is not going to chase out all of the nations in one shot out of Eretz Yisrael, so the land shouldn't become desolate, so that the animals shouldn't come. In other words, there is a point of not having, getting rid of all the nations at once, if that's going to cause that the land should become desolate. So if, theoretically, the Yidin should be fighting a war, in those cases, it's not a Melchem Eschoive, because they don't have to fight the war yet, And yet, there would be this tzivuyi of lo yitzchayi kol neshama. Why aren't they still allowed to allow anybody to live if it's not even for the purpose of conquering Eretz Yisroel? Because the idea of lo yitzchayi kol neshama is that we shouldn't learn from these goyim how to act and so on and so forth. So therefore, again, theoretically it could be a mulchemist horashus, but it's still an Eretz Yisroel. And therefore, even then we would have the obligation of lo yitzchayi kol neshama and we couldn't have been taking any captives. With this, the Rebbe actually explains how it was possible for Yeshua and the Yidden, when they came into Eretz Yisrael. it seemingly took them a very long time to conquer Eretz Yisrael. but the Rebbe is saying it's based on this idea that you can't just empty out all the Goyim out of Eretz Yisroel. The Rebbe then concludes in the end of Chassidus and Rashi, and the Rebbe says a fascinating thing, this is what the Rebbe says, that we know that Chassidus tells us that is referring to the war that we wage against our Yetzharah during Davening. But the Rebbe says, if that's the case, how could Rashi be telling us that it's an optional war? Since when is it an option about fighting Ariyei Sahara? Of course we have to fight eight Sahara. But the Rebbe says, we know that there's two ways of dealing with Eight Sahara. There is the way of dealing with them through tefillah, which is a war. There's also the way of dealing with them through Torah, which is that we're purely learning Torah, drawing down a Likus, and the Yitzahara is taken care of automatically. And therefore the Pshat of Melchemes HaRashus HaKosu Medaber means that the idea of fighting the Sahara. Through davening, this is an optional war because not necessarily we have to get in a war with the Eitzhara, we could have dealt with it in a different way as well. There's another way, and that is through Torah.